and it was kind of that uh this strange moment of like this like transition from like wow i was cutting demos to like an artist wants to pay me and hire me and trusts their project it was it was a beautiful moment and that was just a few years ago so anyways uh fast forward to today i am a full-time producer welcome to the female entrepreneur musician podcast with brie noble brie is a musician entrepreneur speaker and founder of women of substance music radio and podcast Bree's interviews with successful female musicians and industry pros are both inspirational and informational. She also answers your questions about the music business. Bree is on a mission to help you create great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business, and to truly become a female entrepreneur musician. Hey, this is Bree Noble, and I want to welcome you to the Female Entrepreneur Musician, where we talk about making great music, connecting with your audience, and growing your business. Today, I am thrilled to have my friend Chris Bradley on the show. And we're talking about how she went from wanting to learn how to produce her own music from home just to save money to starting to do it for other artists and then teaching other artists how to do it. And now she's got a full-blown business where she not only produces for other artists, but also teaches other artists how to produce themselves from home in a very affordable and simple way with minimal gear and maximum results. And at the end of this interview, we talk about the free video series that she just started releasing. I believe when this podcast comes out, she'll have released two of the videos in her series that are free for you to go and learn how to start producing from home with her simple method. Now near the end of the interview, we go into everything that is in these videos and I know that's gonna get you super excited, but if you're like ready right now to just go sign up for them, I wanna make sure you have that link. That is femmusician.com slash boss. That's F as in female, E as in entrepreneur, musician.com slash boss. And now let's get to my interview with Chris Bradley. I am so excited to be talking to my friend, Chris Bradley, this morning. I was recently on her podcast, which was super fun, but I haven't had her on this show yet. So I would love for you to tell our audience, Chris, like kind of some about your journey, like how you started out as a musician, kind of your journey along that route and like how you ended up doing what you're doing now, which is this amazing brand called Produce Like a Boss. Sure. Yeah. So I am a a singer songwriter first. I am from Los Angeles, California. And, you know, I was just doing the thing. I was writing songs. I was pitching songs and, you know, really hoping to to get them cut and uh, hoping to get like film and TV placements, but also to get songs cut with uh, other artists. And of course, as you know, you need professional recordings to do that. So, um, you know, I was forking out cash just over and over to producers to get my songs uh, recorded. And, um, you know, sometimes they turn out really good. Um, and sometimes it would be like, oh my gosh, that's not what I had in mind at all. And I found that there was always like this communication barrier as well, because I didn't know how to say what I wanted either. So when I would try to talk to the producer about what I wanted, either, either he didn't want to hear me or I didn't know how to talk about it in a way where I could get what I wanted, whatever it was, the result, I wasn't getting it. So finally one day I was like, you know, not only am I writing faster than my bank account can keep up with, but, um, 
but also I'd like to have a little bit more creative control over this entire process. So I decided I was going to learn how to do this. And I just jumped in, you know, I, I hadn't even owned a computer to be honest. Like it wasn't a thing we had in the house. So I got like a used laptop and I'm like, how does this thing work? So I'm clunking around on a, on a laptop in my late 20s. Wait a minute. What year was this that you got your first computer? <laughs> um, so let me think it would be now, it would be about eight years ago. Oh my gosh. So I mean, a dinosaur before that. I, That's crazy. I was, I was just, you know, I was in class. I was, it's funny. Like I was doing the rock band thing. Like I wasn't interested in computers or social media, marketing, branding, like that. Was like, eh, that's not for me. I'm going to be a rock star, you know? So when I finally entered into the technological age, I was kind I was a dinosaur and it was, uh, I didn't even know how to copy paste like in a word document. So, um, so it was kind of funny, the transition, but I was like so determined and I kept, banging my head against the wall. Thank God for some friends that I had that could do this because I was able to turn to them for some mentorship. But I also found stuff online and just studied and dove deep and like, you know, made lots of really bad recordings. But, you know, eventually got to a point where my recordings were good enough to start pitching my songs. And then eventually got to the point where people started paying me to do their demos. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, this demo I did for somebody, they're going to release that or they're going to get it placed in a film and TV. I'm like, wait a second, that's not a demo. Am I, am, I think I accidentally became a producer by necessity. So I was like, oh, okay. And then an artist finally approached me and said, hey, I really love what you're doing. Can you produce my record? And it was kind of that, uh, this strange moment of like this like transition from like wow I was cutting demos to like an artist wants to pay me and hire me and trusts their project it was it was a beautiful moment and that was just a few years ago so anyways uh fast forward to today I am a full-time producer you know I do full-time session work as a vocalist and a top liner I have clients all across the globe I've uh, actually tapped into this wonderful online market where I can make money with my music and this all came about because I learned how to record myself and I stopped relying on other people. Um, that, and then I also was able to get those sync placements I was chasing. I was also able to get um, some songs cut by other artists that, you know, and so it's just been, it's been wonderful. And then fast forward to today, I started teaching people how to do it, which also was kind of an accident. I was teaching the artists I was working with and I was teaching my friends and I was like, you know, I think that this would be more efficient instead of taking one-on-one -on -one time out of the day to just make some YouTube videos and like share them with people. And when I started to put it together, um, a friend was like, why don't you do a course? Like, why don't you make this a series and actually, you know, get it on a platform. And I was like, you know what? I think I will. And here I am <laughs> today. Wow. Okay. I have even way more respect for you now that I know that you didn't even know how to cut and paste eight years ago. <laughs> And now you're doing this and you're marketing and you're, you know, I mean, it's, you're doing this all full time, which is amazing. And I wanted to like point out something that I think really, um, it's really similar to my story too, but like just the idea of you, you started doing something out of necessity and then people started recognizing that you were good at it and they started asking you questions and it was just this organic movement from like, I do this for myself to I help other people do it. Then they hire me to do it. Then I teach them, you know, and I'm always talking to artists about like, you do have something that you can teach people. You just not, might not realize what that is and, until you go through these like questions in your mind of like what people ask you for and, and things like that. So, I mean, when you started, I'm sure you didn't really at all think you'd be doing this full time now. 
no, not at all. I had no idea where it would go, let alone that I, that I would go full time and then I would teach it. I mean, if you would have told me that when I started, I would have laughed. <laughs> yeah. You're probably like me and like, never thought you'd be a teacher. My family is like all teachers. My husband's a professor, you know, have all these teachers in my family. And I was always like, I'm not going to be a teacher. I don't want to be, <laughs> I, you know, cause I thought of it as classroom teaching. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. But uh, you know, the way that, that we're doing it now, to be honest, like I didn't know how much I would, I would love it. I'm so honored to be part of a, of a generation of teachers where people get to select what they want to learn instead of having to go through all the general ed and all the stuff that honestly, most of it, they'll never apply. <laughs> I love like um, self-education. Like that's how I learned everything I'm doing. So I love being able to be a part of that. I think that's honestly, hopefully where education is going, you know? Absolutely. No, I totally agree. I love that we can do that. And I'm constantly learning all the time. Um, if I had time, I would take your course because I want to learn all of that. You know, I record and everything myself, but I certainly don't self-produce and don't ever think that, you know, that's a talent of mine, but I probably could learn it if I took your course <laughs> and it would save, uh, save so much money. I mean, even just now, you know, oh, doing yeah. demos for other people. The fact that I can record myself at home with a microphone and an interface and some software is, is amazing to me. Oh right? my gosh, 100%. You, like, it's incredible how much money you can save, but also like you just get the results, you get closer to the results that you want. I even think about like being in a studio with a producer. It's like, you know, not everyone is first of all, 100% really comfortable with that, you know, and then they feel bad if they need to grab another take. And it's like just the idea that I can sit here in jammy pants and just, you know, get a vocal, like just keep taking it until I'm happy with it. Like that's a freedom you don't have when you're on the dime, like the hour of a commercial studio and another producer or engineer. Oh, I know. Are you like, you are feeling a little under the weather that day, but you already paid for the studio and you have to do it. <laughs> exactly. You know? Exactly. And, and I wanted to, to bring out to what you said about producers, like sometimes, sometimes you can't get across what it is that you want to your producer, but sometimes they're just ignoring you. And that is so <laughs> true. Like, I'm sorry, but sometimes they, they have an idea in their head of what they want it to sound like, or they have these certain ways that they've always done things. And mm -hmm. they're just not like either selectively or not selectively. They're just not <laughs> listening to you. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And I know it because like I've been there in that moment in that conversation where I'm like, you know, trying to explain something. And I, I know now when I think back in retrospect, it's like, you know, if I said, for example, I think I want it to sound like it's like a band of angels, you know, and it's, it's very ethereal. And they're looking at me like I'm like, I'm crazy. It's like, you knew I wanted reverb. A long haul reverb is what I needed on that. Why did you look at me like I was a crazy person? <laughs> you know? And that's what's been so cool about the relationship I have with the artists is like, I never, ever talk to an artist like that because I am the artist that turned into the producer. So now when I am working with an artist and they're like, you know, and they're getting shy and they're like, it's, I don't mean to sound stupid, but it's like an angel. I'm like, oh yes, this is what you mean. And I, I get so lit up teaching it because I know how shy and how uncomfortable and how they, they don't feel very intelligent when they're describing it. And I'm like, no, why would you let me help you? And that's part of what I do too, is like, you know, I'm not just teaching people how to record I'm teaching them the lingo so that whether they want to do it themselves or whether they just want to like be a little bit more knowledgeable about it and actually be able to work with a producer, they can do that because I'm arming them with the proper tools and the proper like verbiage, you know? Oh, absolutely. That, yeah, that, that is actually invaluable to really know how to get what's in your mind across to somebody else where you're speaking the same language. 100%.
So when you first came out with your course, um, I was like, my students are going to love this. I knew they would, but I was really actually amazed at how many of them were just flipping excited about it because they were where you were, where it's like, I'm spending so, every time I write a song, I'm spending so much money to get it out into the world, even as a demo. I, it makes me feel like I can't write songs anymore because every time I do, it's like, cha-ching, you know? <laughs> so um, I was curious, like, what, is that usually the reason that people come and, and join your course and want to work with you? Or are there like a multitude of reasons? There's definitely a multitude of reasons. You know, I, I think that this really is, this is what I love about learning this skill. It's like, whether you want to learn this so that you can communicate with your producer better, it's like, invaluable, right? It's like if you want to be able to record your own song so that you can be in control of it creatively and also um, in control of the release, we got it. Like if you want to um, pitch this to another artist, now you have the ability to do something more than just a work tape on your phone. You know, there's so many reasons that, uh, to learn how to do this, you know, and I've got everyone from all walks of life, you know, coming into the course. Um, but yeah, there's a huge chunk of people are just wanting to be able to release their own music. And here's another thing as well. It's like, you know, if you're going to pour the money into the you know the promo and the and the record itself there's so much that goes into the release of a song it's like wouldn't you rather also know that like that was the right song to invest in sometimes people after the fact are like oh man i wished i had picked another song because they didn't really test it out so what mm. i love about being able to get a rough recording is like why not kind of beta test your market why not do a, an acoustic vocal and maybe get a cool video and be like guys this is a song i'm working on and deliver it to them a little bit more polished than just turning on your camera and go what do you guys think and actually get feedback before you move forward and start you know pouring all this money into producing your song why not test it out oh, i love that idea and i i think that is so true though that like it's really hard to test out songs when you don't have a good way to record them because if you just record with like your iPhone and like in the open room and you know it's just not going to sound as good and people are not going to be as open to like really listening to the lyrics and the and the structure of the song and whether it's singable because they're just distracted by the production. I know I get songs like this a lot on Women of Substance and I'm like I really wish I could play this song but I just can't do it it's too distracting right right and then you know also it limits them to what they can um bang out in a in a single performance because they don't have the option to go oh I messed up there let me just fix mm -hmm. that part and actually craft together a solid demo of what the song sounds like so now we're distracted by the fact that you know maybe they can't play and sing very well and that's fine it doesn't like you know take away from the how great that song might actually be if you could just get a good representation so whenever someone says to me oh it doesn't matter I don't need a demo a work tape is fine I'm like that's like walking into a job and saying I'm totally qualified for this job but I'm gonna hand you my resume on a crumpled up napkin but don't worry <laughs> all the all the information on there is totally valid it's like okay presentation matters dude <laughs> you know oh I love that I love that analogy because that is so true um so I'm I know you know you had to figure out how to teach this teach your method and I know you chose a specific software platform to choose it on. How did you decide? Did you just like, this is what I use? Or do you feel like this is really the best software to teach on? I feel that it is the best software to teach on. I have played with other DAWs. I have actually jumped into Pro Tools. And, you know, I found that it's useful for a couple things. But overall, Logic Pro X 
oh my gosh, the workflow that I've been able to come up with and just even like the, the te- you know, the, the testimonials I've gotten from the students and the way that I'm teaching them how to use it, the, arrange- uh, the arrangement features especially has been a game changer. And also the accessibility of the sounds, you know, in different DAWs, it can be a little tricky trying to access like, your library or external sounds. It's like, great, I want to program um, a drum part. You should be able to just select a new track, put a drummer on it and start playing. You know, I love being able to plug in and play. And that's what logic allows you to do. And not every DAW is set up that way. There's like oh, a few more steps you got to, you know, hoops you got to jump through to make that happen. And I'm like, why, why would you do that? <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, there's a lot of my, you know, people I work with that they're like, I can't afford this. I can't afford that. You know, I use GarageBand and, and Audacity and, you know, the things that are free, right? I guess now even like Cakewalk Sonar, they have a free version of that, which is great when you're starting out. But if you really want to take this to the next level, right, you need to actually invest in something. 100%. And also Logic, I don't know how long they're going to do this, but they're actually for the first time ever offering free 90-day trials right now. Whoa. And I think it's, yeah, I think it's, you know, it's a pan, you know, it began in the pandemic when they started offering this, but they've never done that before. It's kind of incredible. And, and also Logic is only $200 as opposed to- That's what I was going to ask. That's so cheap. And and when they update, they don't keep charging you. So it's like, for example, Pro Tools, you have to pay yearly to keep updating that. I haven't paid to update Logic in years and years and years. And they just did an incredible update like the other day. Everyone's raving about it. I haven't had time to dive in and check it out, but it's, I mean, it's almost like I got a brand new product and it was just part of my update. No, that's crazy. I think I paid $500 back in the day for Sonar, which is what I used to use like in the mid 2000s. And wow, 200 bucks. I mean, the, the, the whole barrier to entry to this has gone down so much with, all you need is logic and interface and microphone and you can get all those things for together for under a thousand bucks. Yeah. That's just nuts. Totally. Isn't everyone doing this? Oh, I love it. That's so awesome. Um, let's see, what else did I want to ask you? Um, so what, when students start out in the course, like, is there anything that you're finding is like a common thing that they're getting tripped up on or they came in with like, certain, you know, I don't know, confusions or bad habits when it comes to, to recording. Yeah. And actually I kind of tackle that right away in the beginning of the course, as well as in the, uh, the free training that I do leading up to the course is I talk about basically, um, kind of how to cure that, uh, blank page syndrome and give them mm. somewhere to start so that they don't just jump in like a kid in the candy store, like, Oh my gosh, there's sounds and okay. And they just start recording because I think that's where everyone gets tripped up is they, they get overwhelmed because it's not that there's not enough. It's that there's too much and they don't know how to focus. Number one, And number two, the biggest trip up for most people in learning how to do this is they think they need to learn how the entire DAW works. They need to learn everything that Logic does in order to use it. And that's like saying, I need to know every chord or every scale before I can play a song. It's just not true. In fact, you and I both know how many songs, great songs were written with three or four chords. Yep right? So it's kind of the same thing with logic where I'm, I'm simplifying. I am just stripping away all the BS and just being like, okay, this does so much more than even I will ever use. And I'm a professional producer. So that's so good. It's like, it's like if someone said in order to play anything on the guitar, you'd have to learn bar chords. Like, no, you don't, you know, you got to start and 
if you don't like make any progress at first, you're going to get discouraged. So I love the, that you're teaching it that way. If you feel like you had to know everything before you even started, you probably would never even start. Exactly. And, and that's another thing that, that I talk about often when I'm teaching is like, you know, this it's, you know, perfectionism is procrastination dis, uh, disguised as productivity. <laughs> yep. that's all it is. And so all it does is freeze you because you're like, I'm not going to do it until I know it all or until it's perfect. And it's like, yeah, you're never going to do anything. Let's just get in there and get messy and like, you know, give them permission to just be like, listen, the first few that you make are going to suck. It's going to sound bad. It's fine. I got you. It's okay. You got to turn on the water and let the gunk come out first before the good stuff starts coming. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with your demos. They're going to get better and better. And I just get in there, but like, it's kind of like, I, I'm letting the muse come in and play. Right. But I'm creating a structure for her to play within so that she can kind of color inside the lines. So it's not a hot mess by the end. (laughs) I love that. And I know that you have like, you do kind of like, like listening sessions to kind of give them tips, right? Yeah, I do a listening party um, for three months. I show up once a month and everyone submits their songs and we just go live on Zoom and, and we listen and I get in there. I mean, the last listening party we did, it was like over three hours long. Because, well, I just, I get in there and I, I want to give you like that feedback and, and jump into the song and I get in the zone when I listen and my producer brain goes wild. So I not only give uh, feedback on like how you can improve your mix and, 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 and everything, but I'll give you ideas too and be like, oh, I could hear this happening here and just give little nuggets that might help to kind of launch them into the next steps of where that song needs to go. Oh, and it's so good too, because they can learn not just from your feedback, but like from listening to the other people and the feedback that you give them, because maybe, you know, that person's doing something that they haven't, you know, started doing yet. And they'll be like, oh, okay, now I understand a little bit more about how to do that and what would make that sound better. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad that you said that because I was actually really surprised how many people were still at the, on the call by the end of the call. Oh, I believe it. Like, man, if I was going to like get my song, like, you know, listen to, I don't know that I'd stay for an entire three hour call. When I look down at the screen, most of the people, when I say most, I want to say like 90% were still there. And several hit me up and they said, I learned so much just watching you do this to every song. Not yeah, just one of my Academy members even mentioned to me like, yeah, we had this list call and I was bringing my song and she's like, and it was like a three hour call, but I stayed the whole time. Cause it was so, <laughs> that is so cool. That is so cool. It would have been awkward if it was just me and one person by the end anyway. Totally. <laughs> so do you find also that, that people tend to like try to overproduce when they, they start to learn, like you said, like what all the bells and whistles do that they start to like try to create this like masterpiece out of every song? I think that they want to, but I think that the way that I've structured the course is just enough so that it doesn't come across sounding like a very vanilla demo. It's not like, here's a guitar and here's a drum loop. There's going to be no transitions or ear candy. That's not how I'm teaching the course. It's not, but I'm also not like, here's like, you know, the world and, you know, you're going to be a pro by the end of this. I mean, this is like this perfect, like getting started middle ground. It's really like a masterclass on how to produce and arrange. And I'm giving them a template to follow that they can fill in. Mm. I haven't found so far that people are going too wild with it. They're actually really following it step by step because it's helping them when they follow it. You know what I mean? That's no, that's really good. I'm sure that the template is what's keeping them from doing that because I know when I would record, I'd be like, and then I want to add this solo and then I want to add these backups and, you know, and it would just like spend so much time on one song. Yeah, totally. And all these things that they didn't really need. (laughs) 
you know? Yeah, exactly. Sometimes it's like, who was that artist that says, you know, that he's doing the sculpture? He's like, you know, the sculpture was already there. I just took away the parts that weren't the sculpture. <laughs> right. That's true. That's true. Well, I know you have a video series that you just started releasing and it's, it sounds like it is absolutely amazing. So why don't you tell them a little bit about that? Sure. It's called uh, Start Producing Your Song Today in Three Simple Steps, right? And simple is actually an acronym. I was going to say, it looks like an acronym, so it must stand for something specific. Yeah. Well, it, sound, it stands for structure, instrumentation, mood, production style, and then the last two are leave it all behind and execute. So the last two are just kind of like, okay, we're learning all this, and then we're, you know what, leave all that behind, because what we're doing in that process is actually reverse engineering um, another song to get ideas for our arrangement. So it's called um, Start Producing Your Song Today in Three Simple Steps. The first step is how to easily build your home studio, like we were just talking about. It's amazing. You can do it for under a thousand bucks. Um, the second step is assembling your tool belt so that you are, you know, walking up to the house, you know, kind of with your, you know, ready to build your house with your tool belt. And then the third step, <clears throat> excuse me, is the template, which is how to avoid the blank page syndrome, which actually freezes you with fear. It's like, okay, how can we set this up in a way that we are just, you know, assembling our tool belt and our template and we are ready to jump in because we know what we're doing. You know, it's hard to, if you got in your car and you didn't know where you were going, you would just drive around aimlessly. <laughs> this is giving you a destination and a purpose, you know? Yes. Oh, absolutely. I love templates. <laughs> we do. I know you do. <laughs> Checklists, templates. <laughs> so are you using, um, like you said, you're going to reverse engineer. Are you actually taking a song and reverse engineering it? I am. Oh, cool. Is it like one of your songs or what are you using? It is. It is one of my songs. Um, and her songs are kick-ass, by the way. Like if you haven't heard them, you need to go look her up on Spotify. That oh, well, thank you. <laughs> so I pulled a song in and I'm basically kind of giving you a peek into the world of like how a song is, is structured and like, you know, the mind behind the producer and like, you know, where all the elements are following are, are, are falling and you know, what, what tools am I reaching for? What do I put in there before I even get started? I like to have a palette. You know, so I like to do a lot of, you know, it's actually called pre-production in just in general, but you know, it's like, what instruments am I going to use for this? What sounds am I going to use for this? So there's a lot of work I'm doing before I start producing quote unquote, before I start actually, you know, banging on keys and making stuff happen, I'm actually assembling like a full blown like palette. Mm. I love yeah. that. No, that's so cool. I can't wait to see that reverse engineering of your song. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'll learn a ton just by watching that. That's so awesome. <laughs> okay, so um, let's see, we are going to have that video series in the, um, in the show notes for this episode, but you can also find it by going to femmusician.com slash boss, and, and that will get you to her free video series. And you're going to absolutely love it. I know she had another free video series earlier this year, at the end of last year, and it was so awesome. I, I was watching the whole thing and, and everybody in my audience loved it. So definitely go to femmusician.com slash boss. That's F is in female, E is an entrepreneur, musician.com slash boss. Um, okay. So why don't you tell them just where they can find you online? Because I know they'll, after hearing all about this, they're going to want to connect with you as well. Oh, for sure. So it's a, uh, it's produce like a boss.com and the same thing for Facebook and Instagram. It's just produce like a, the at sign and then produce like a boss. So easy. 
Awesome. Thank you so much. This has been so great to, to find out a little bit about your journey, which I actually didn't even know some of this stuff about how you got started. And um, I want to encourage like anyone that's listening to that if you think about her journey, like it's not just about the production piece. It's about how she was looking for clues along the way of something that she actually enjoyed doing and then turns out she was good at and then people started asking her and you know she started she was following the clues and the breadcrumbs to something that is extremely fulfilling for her now and like a full-on career so mm -hmm. i want you guys to keep your eyes open for things like that in your world you know whether it's teaching a particular thing whether it's you know doing demos online you start doing them for somebody and then other people start asking you and you know just keep your eyes open especially during this time where we're you know maybe doing fewer live gigs and stuff and we're looking for other streams of income you know this started out for her as like something she wanted to to do to help her own career then it became a small stream of income and now it's a big stream of income <laughs> <laughs> so I love I love how that story illustrates how that all works. Thank you so much, Chris. I really you appreciate talking to you today. Thanks for having me. Now go out and make great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business. Female Entrepreneur Musician has been brought to you by femusician.com and femalemusicianacademy.com and music by Stella Ronson. <laughs>